when Dr. Carol Kelly, the superintendent of Princeton Public Schools, sent out an email declaring, obliquely, that Mr. Schmiel, the charismatic principal of Princeton High School, had been dismissed, students and parents first responded with confusion. No explanation had been given for what was described as the transition in the school leadership, but students began, quite quickly, to search for answers. Within a couple hours of the announcement, everyone seemed to have a theory. I talked to ninth grade student Kevin Wren on March 18th, the day after Dr. Kelly's email. I mean, I've heard stuff. My mom told me it could have been because of the junior testing being messed up, and then other people were telling me it's because of the fights. But I don't really see how that leads to him being fired in the middle of the year. The confusion began to morph into anger at the board for their lack of transparency, and at the superintendent, Dr. Kelly. Over 2,500 community members signed a petition asking the board to release the details behind Schmiel's dismissal and to rescind his termination. In private Facebook groups, parents worried that their home values would fall. A demonstration was organized to demand, quote, accountability from superintendent and board of education. And what could have been a self-contained mystery instead became a much larger story. I'm Alexander Margulis, and this is the first episode of Inside PHS. What happened to Mr. Schmiel? The New Yorker has written that Princeton, New Jersey, has been the focal point of countless education fights not because it has some unique, oracular power over the future of education, but because it is filled with rich people, with a great deal of influence. Before Schmiel's dismissal, these fights centered around the superintendent, Dr. Kelly. In June of 2022, nine months before Schmiel's sudden dismissal, four Princeton Public School parents wrote an open letter where they rallied against her proposed reforms which, quote, detract the math curriculum through 10th grade so that all students, regardless of aptitude or interest in math, would be taught the same content. The parents continued that it is disadvantaged students who stand to lose the most from this leveling down approach. Families of means can and will seek such instruction elsewhere if it is not provided by the public schools. What the letter did not directly mention was that the measures were originally designed to help boost racial equity, or that in May of 2022, a month before the letter had been written, Dr. Kelly had stated that the district is not considering eliminating any calculus or AP classes or making that pathway less accessible. Before Dr. Kelly took the superintendent position in 2021, principal turnover was still somewhat of a constant within PHS. Since 2018, four principals have left the school, in some way or another. Still, much of the current uproar is focused at her. A change.org petition entitled, Shmiel has been fired, we demand transparency and that the board rescind his termination, has over 2,500 signatures at the time of this recording. It also has over a hundred comments. One writes in a tone eerily reminiscent of the educational battles in Florida that this is what happens when a superintendent values an agenda over the well-being of our children. Another, which has the fourth highest light count on the page, claims this superintendent has no interest in the children. She should go instead. Many students, though, responded to the petition with anecdotes about positive interactions they had with Mr. Schmiel. I asked B. Ireland, a current sophomore, why. Because he genuinely cared about the students of this school. He learned our names. He would say hi to us in the hallway. He was there every morning, and he didn't just greet us. He said hi to us person to person, which was, I mean, that's, to me, that's the mark of a good principal. 
most of the students I interviewed agreed. Shmiel's demeanor, at least, was charming. But even the students who weren't particularly enamored with Shmiel wanted to know more about his dismissal. The Board of Education sent out an email two days after Dr. Kelly's announcement, which stated that they were unfortunately limited in what they could say by New Jersey's Open Public Records Act and the privacy rights held by public employees. For many parents, though, that explanation didn't seem to cut it. On March 20th, three days after Schmiel's dismissal, a group of parents held what they specified was a peaceful demonstration in order to demand accountability on the Princeton High School lawn. A mix of energetic students waving signs that read, bring Schmiel back, and parents with crossed arms and puffy jackets formed a circle on a patch of grass a few hundred feet away from the flagpole. Students and parents alike stepped into the middle of the crowd and gave short speeches about Schmiel or the Board of Education. Hi, so I moved here from a very, very horrible town um, three years ago, and all I can say is Princeton is supposed to be this prestigious place where the students have a voice more than anything, and that's not happening. So how about let's stay true to what Princeton is supposed to be, and let's listen to the kids. Over and over again, parents tried to convince the crowd that the demonstration could eventually result in Schmiel being reinstated. And the next thing I want to say is that the Board of Education are presenting this as if it's a done deal. The way I see this, this is anything but a done deal. It is up to us. It is up to us to keep the pressure on. Little moments that I couldn't record jumped out at me. At one point, all of the batteries fell out of the megaphone. A group of high schoolers danced gleefully in front of the news camera. A man called the Board of Education an oligarchy. A woman with a sign that read, We want Schmiel, not politics, declined to speak with me. The day after the demonstration, despite an overpacked schedule, one of the joint interim principals, Cecilia Burge, participated in two different tower interviews. I visited her office during one of my free periods. A half-constructed puzzle was splayed across her desk. Sometimes, when she's meeting privately with students or administrators, Miss Burge sits there with her guests and lets them help her piece it together. It feels like a metaphor. When I asked her about the demonstration, she was characteristically gracious. I'm really thankful to our students and parents for um, having the peaceful demonstration. Um, as you know, both in our classroom, especially in our curriculum, we not only res- respect but also encourage student activism. I. I myself am a student activist, was a student activist, right? So when I was in China, um, uh, that was an important event in my life to be able to demonstrate under that, the kind of regime that I was under at the time. In a statement released just a couple of hours after my conversation with Ms. Burge, Mr. Schmiel also alluded to the demonstration. He wrote, I am on administrative leave because I did not resign as fast as the school district wanted me to resign. He also wrote that he's grateful for his community's support, and he asked students and staff to speak up for themselves and for others. Of course, some PHS students and parents have been speaking up. It's easy to focus on them, to only hear words shouted through a megaphone in a circle of demonstrators. 
but I've never worked on a story that so many people have refused to speak about. Every teacher I asked but one declined to be interviewed for the school newspaper, and the one who did speak on the record later asked me to keep their comments out of the final podcast. Schmiel's statement, surely, will make those who are vocal about the perceived injustice of his dismissal more vocal. He writes that he received a letter about his non-renewal while he was taking a sick day to recover from a surgery. Quote, I was locked out of the school, my office, and barred from the premises. But the letter isn't about why Schmiel was put on administrative leave in the first place. It leaves a visible gap in his narrative. And as long as the Board of Education isn't able to fill it, only the loudest members of PHS's community, parents who are willing to take off an hour in the middle of a workday for a demonstration, for example, will. We need Schmiel back! Yeah! Yeah! I had one thing as a principal that no other principal had. He made us believe in something. We have someone who believes in something. There are no limits to how far this goal can go. Thank you all for listening. Inside PHS is a part of the multimedia section of The Tower, Princeton High School student newspaper. It is written and edited by me, Alexander Margulis, with music by Nikolai Margulis. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, and I'm sure there are many, you can email us at phstowermultimedia at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.